0: You're listening to Comedy Central.
1: I uh, was in Queens recently because I do like to travel. And (laughs) it's great. I was standing in front of um, this restaurant and I was waiting for my friend. And this one was like, excuse me, mama. (laughs) Sorry to interrupt you, but can I take a picture of you? It's just like, I love your hair. And I'll show my hairdresser like exactly what I want my hair to look like, which was like really nice, but kind of weird because she was a white woman, very straight hair. <laughs> and I was like, oh <laughs> are you racist? <laughs> or am I racist? <laughs> Who's racist, you know? But I took a picture. Hot <laughs> <laughs> <Hi>, girl I'm <someone>. like <laughs> yeah, you know, I tried. I really did try. Uh... <laughs> but then later when I told my friend that story, she was like, no. <laughs> That's a porn thing. That's a known porn thing. They're gonna Photoshop your image into some weird porn. I was like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> How bad is the porn industry doing? You know like, really? Like what porn entrepreneurs like? Get off the queens. You find a tiny black woman, bad posture, hair like sideshow bobblems. Right yeah.
2: What's up chuckleheads? That was Sonia Denis. Uh great great stuff. That's from her Comedy Central stand-up featuring set which you can see all of on Comedy Central Stand-up YouTube page and I recommend you do. She has a bit in that set about uh her dating a white guy and here's here's a little fun factoid. I lived with this couple. I lived with Sonia and her and her white boyfriend who is also a comedian and she has a joke about how he she, they went to the Black Panther premiere, and uh, he threw up the Wanda Wakanda Forever sign, and she had to crop him out of the picture, and it's, uh, it's very good stuff. Uh, <laughs> I am Tom Dakar. This is Stand Up With Tom Dakar, and I am joined, as always, of course, by producer extraordinaire Coach T. How are you today, Coach? Uh, I'm doing well, Tom. How are you doing? I'm good, man. I uh you know, I'm going through some stuff with my apartment, but uh, you know what? I won't let them take me out of my element. I'm gonna try to power through. Uh do you think of any new uh nicknames for the audience there, coach? I,
3: I wasn't thinking, but the minute you said chuckleheads, I was like, Oh yeah, that, that gotta go. So <laughs>
2: I don't agree with this whole thing where it's like I I was trying to figure out why that would be related cuz you said last week you said uh it sounded like something that was like related to fat people or something like yeah, I was yeah. like in so like chuckle but I was thinking it's because chuckle is almost like chunk like chunk
3: chunky or something when i think of chuckling i don't i'm not thinking no cute girls don't chuckle <laughs> <laughs> that's not, that's what like i'm chuckling like i'm laughing big my belly's shaking foods on my mouth like that's
2: what i'm thinking fair enough but i think that's good i think that's a nice thing to think about i think of like santa claus now yeah that's laughing. what i think about when he, yeah that's nice i like that you don't like yeah. it here's all right well if you or anybody I, if if you out there have uh, a better suggestion for uh, the nickname of our audience uh, or the, you know, what we call the fans of this show, uh, send it in S U T T at gmail.com. Uh, again, it's S U T T at gmail.com. So yeah, if, uh, if you guys out there have anything better, I am open to it. I love getting a suggestion. I, I, if I get a few good ones, I'll put it out to Twitter. Uh, I don't think that we've, I, I don't think we've given people enough time. We already have emails from today's episode that just came out, but uh, I don't, that's think not any that's nickname. not possible. It's really? true. They come That's crazy. fast. Uh, you know, I, and I yeah. think the show is doing well, Tom. I think I think people are having a good time. By the way, if you're someone who's sending us messages, I appreciate it big time. I have them all on Facebook, Twitter, and uh, Instagram. The email is the easiest way because I've been having to dig through and find stuff. But if you, I'll probably respond no matter what because I, I like doing it. But the email is the easiest way to reach us. So we got an email from uh, someone named Adaha Bryan, and they say, mm. "Hello, Tom and Coach. I'm a big fan of your podcast. I really enjoy the show. Keep blessing our ears with the awesome work. But it would be great if you reduce the download sizes." And then they put a <laughs> laughing crying uh, emoji. And this is the this is the capper. I'm from Uganda, East Africa. Yay! People that's are listening right. to this all over the world, man. Speaking of Black Panther. You know, right? Uganda. Uganda. Try to pronounce that name again. Uh, It said uh, AdaHa. Wow. Or A D A H A, and the last name Brian. But I'll do some research on uh, like
3: third world download (laughs) sizes or something. (laughs) 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 <laughs> oh. <laughs> <dude>. <laughs> but believe, believe it or not, all jokes aside, I don't want to be disrespectful. All jokes aside, that is something that Comic Central was actually talking about the other day. Oh, is that I right? Yeah, they they said something about some conversion stuff.
2: I don't know. I oh just shit. All right. Well, look, listen. These this file size stuff. I think this person was joking because we said it in another episode. Oh, I've oh, gotten a few oh, emails where people are like, that that file size. <laughs> uh, I can't tell now if they're joking because of the other email or if they're legitimately concerned, but I guess we're working on it. I don't know. That's, that's stuff d- that we know about. How about this?
3: If The, the, the file size represents the blood, sweat, and eye and <laughs>
2: tears. That's right. It's heavy like our hearts exactly. when we record this show
3: you want me to just throw some shit up that I recorded on my phone or you want me to sit down and really
2: produce this shit? Exactly. Yeah. Any yeah. other podcast, you get a, you get a small file and you get small content. All exactly. right?
3: Exactly. <laughs> oh, that's right, Tom. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, you other oh, that that podcasts do
2: with that. <laughs> which your little
3: <laughs> download sizes.
2: <laughs> oh, would you, do you have a little tiny download size, which you a little tiny-minded podcast, huh? Yeah. We got big thoughts on this show. Absolutely. And they take up more file size. <laughs> I could use cheaper uh, uh, uh,
3: MP3s, but I use Wave because the quality is on point. There we I'm, go. I'm thinking about your ears,
2: Coach. Is worried about your ears, and you Absolutely. should be too.
3: Who? You got some? You got some like bangers here. I I feel like you kind of went big.
2: Are you trying to impress somebody this week? Here's what I did. So I got an email uh, asking. For Pete Holmes, and so I did, I, one of the picks is from Pete Holmes, and it's from his first album, Impregnated with Wonder. It's one of my favorite bits of all time. It's, uh, I saw him do it, I think, on Conan first, and I was like, this is incredible. Uh, and then that got me in the mood to play some uh, Mark Maron, because I was thinking of podcasters that I listened to when I started doing comedy that uh, had a big impact on me. So that's the theme. This is the one of the rare theme episodes of stand up with Top to because I don't usually like themes um, because I like I've said before in comedy I don't I think that it's kind of nice to see a little bit of you know despair. It's a, I, I like to mix it up. I, I don't want you to feel like you've heard the same thing twice. This is a theme because these are two podcasters that uh, that. I was really into uh, when I was starting comedy, and they, I learned a ton from listening to old, old episodes of WTF, and uh, you made it weird. So that's the theme today, and uh, I picked uh, clips from Pete Holmes' album, like I said, Impregnated with Wonder, and then Mark Maron's Comedy Central Half Hour. This thing is old as hell. It's from season one, episode two of Whoa. Comedy Central Presents. So this is from 20 years ago. Wow. Uh, and you hear how different Marin was but also how similar he is and uh, I just thought that was interesting. So uh, here you go here's here's the clips we have. First up we have Pete Holmes and then we have Mark Marin.
0: Uh, Connie's the best. I am so glad I'm not a magician. Have you taken a moment today to be glad you're not a magician?
4: <laughs> oh
0: man, I am so glad I am not a magician. I can come out here and be like, there's a guy in the back just threw up on
3: himself, blah, 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 blah.
0: just say whatever I'm thinking. But the serious magicians, they have to lie to you. From the moment they come out. They have to be like projecting that they are mysterious and powerful. So from the beginning, it's just this lie, like, ooh. <laughs> I was born on the tip of a pyramid. My mother was an owl. That's horrible. And it's hard. Comedy audiences, you guys are here to have a good time. Magic audiences are the worst. It's the only kind of entertainment where 90% of the audience is trying to ruin it for themselves trying to ruin it, figure it out. Look at the sea of dudes at a magic show, just like, no, no, it's a mirror, it's a mirror. No way, no way. You ain't sawing her. Where were those birds?
4: Mirror
0: close-minded small men that can't enjoy it. No, not magic. You're not mad, yeah, you did it. The 20-year-old on stage is not actually a wizard. You proved the point that no one else was trying to prove. It's always dudes, just like dudes are, uh, girls are like, there is something more, which is good. That's how you should be, enjoy it. That's how I am in a magic show, I'm there to play. Look at my happy face. You can see me in the front row. You're damn right I'm in the front row, volunteering, getting into it. But people try and ruin it for me. I was at a show recently where I saw a man fly. He took flight. I didn't misspeak, he flew. And to prove that it wasn't a wire, he flew through hoops and in a box. It was amazing. And this guy, I'm not with this guy. Who's this guy? He leans over to me, and goes, it's a magnet. It's just like. Shut up! It's a magnet. Uh, Well, I don't understand magnets, and I don't understand this. They're probably in bed together. This one time I had those two gray squares, and they wouldn't touch. Then I flipped one, and they did. That's probably what makes him fly. Magnets are not magical. My refrigerator has never once disappeared. That man is awesome. He flew. I have no idea. I don't want to know. It's frustrating though with comedy it's the best because there's a built in biological response which is laughter makes it very rewarding for a comedian but even for me a good sport when I watch comedy there's no noise there's no noise to make when you're watching uh, magic you can see the most magic thing in the world somebody can be like remember that card that you signed and then we put in the envelope then we lit it on fire and you watched it burn while I was in that tank of water it's been in my pocket the whole time right and then you're just left there and the focus is on you now and you're just like (laughs) Hello. Woo! Yeah! Uh. Yeah! That must be so frustrating for magicians. I bet their one dream in this world is that there would be some sort of involuntary response that they could just be like, and the tiger, it's over here now. And people would just be like, have to do that
4: like no oh man
0: and there's some people they don't quite get the trick but they're faking it they're like oh yeah oh yeah i was paying attention oh where are those silks coming from oh. that is their dream some of your faces when i was doing that joke are why i do comedy <laughs> I'm gonna put it at 89, 93%, really into it. Whatever the remainder is, I'm not here to do math. With <laughs> like, just confused and like, kind of concerned for me, like.
4: <laughs>
0: easy, easy, slow down son. <laughs> what kind of phone is that? You're, I, I'm not like making fun of you, it's just a beacon. It's like a crystal from Superman's house. <laughs> on the table face up just in case anything comes up anything just so we all know this is a distant number two I like that That, that's like a smartphone right it's okay I'm not I'm I'm like a friendly person don't worry about it I am I'm not mean I'm 32 years old I don't have any kids but I'm already kind of like a fun dad I won't hurt you I don't know if you can get that vibe from me, just that dorky dad at a barbecue, just like, hello.
4: Ooh,
0: Fresca, that guy. (laughs) Singing hip hop wrong to children, just like, I say, you can have whatever you need. (laughs) Snacks on dad, Patron, no Patron. (laughs) On dad. I don't have kids but if I did I'd be the kind of dad that'd be having a sleepover I'd keep busting in embarrassing them with a tray of food like tuna melts dad style (laughs) that's extra mayo (laughs) if you like it then you should put some cheese on it if you get out of here dad those aren't the words you promised you wouldn't come up If you like it, then you shouldn't put your feet on it. (laughs) Seriously, Kyle, the ottoman is decorative, so. You didn't know. Didn't mean to come down on you, house rules. Fun dad. I like being a fun dad. I like being a magical fun dad. On a kid's birthday, I'll put $20 in my hand and give it to him in a handshake. Magic fun dad. On a fishing trip, I'll let a kid try beer. Not even my kid, just like, I'd rather you do it with me. Fun Dad. You gotta be careful though, there's a thin line between Fun Dad and Creepy Uncle. (laughs) It's not really a line as much as it's a blonde mustache. (laughs) When did they decide? Right? (laughs) It's true!
4: When? Did they have
0: a meeting? where they like, you like something messed up sexually? Let the world know. (laughs) Stop shaving here, you fair-haired monster. And buy a van with like real wooden blinds on the back windows. You ever see that van? That's how messed up the activities in your van are. You have like house blinds on your back windows. You got them at Pier 1. They're like, these will be great in your living room. You're like, yeah. Check it out, buddy. That's a blonde mustache. You know what I'm doing. Don't bag away, I don't make the rules. You have a friend with a blonde mustache, he wants to touch you. It's only a matter of time.
5: I I don't buy porn, okay? I rent it. Because if you buy it, it starts stacking up and you watch too much. And when you do get out of the house, people know. Because you're sort of like, Anywhere you go, you could be like at a grocery store, just like, oh, yeah, do it, do it. <laughs> and she's going, sir, you don't have 10 items. It's the other lane you want. <laughs> you <know. laughs> and the reason, another reason I rent is because when you rent, it keeps your conscience in check. Because when you rent porn, you have to take the long walk of shame to the video store. And then I got to go there, and it's this little old guy who owns my video store. And I got to walk down the aisle, and he's sitting there going, Oh, no, 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 no. (laughs) And I go into the adult section, I got to crawl up to the counter, like, I want this one. uh, (laughs) But that is not half as humiliating as the walk back two hours later, when you're like, I'm done. But I'm afraid of the guy judging me because I don't want him to think I'm some sort of freaky pervert. So now when I rent porn, I'll actually like, get a dirty debutante and Citizen Kane. You know, just so. Okay, so he'll, he knows I'm a masturbating loser, but I'm a sophisticated masturbating loser who understands deep focus and theatrical lighting. Um, how many, most of you have uh, video cameras. How many people have actually taped themselves having sex? Come on, just like two of you. Why doesn't everyone do this? I mean, people have video cameras. They'll, they'll tape vacations, birthday parties. They'll go out into the street and look for other people kicking each other's ass and tape that. But the thought of, you know, setting it up in the bedroom never occurred to you. It's a great thing for a couple of reasons. Uh, well, you do look bigger on TV. That is true. And, and also, but but it could be a learning tool. You could get up the next morning and go over it. Like, okay, honey, see when he did that? When he turned around, that was good. Rewind that. like more of that. But I actually think that not only should you tape yourself having sex, but there should be a a, a part of your local video store just for home porno, just from people in the neighborhood. What a community bonder that would be. Imagine you at the supermarket, hey, Bob, we rented your movie last night, man. That was terrific, really creative, you know. I lost you when you brought the dog in, but before that,
4: I thought it was good. (laughs)
5: <laughs> we are going to talk about something that I know is very near and dear to all of us. I uh, Certainly had I known you'd be this good an audience, I would have gotten higher. Um, not so much because I think drugs are good. I have to do drugs. It's part of my job. <laughs> Let me explain that. They're not, they not testing comics for drugs. If our jobs depended on that, there'd be three working comics in the country and two of them would have puppets. And what kind of world is that? <laughs> And I feel bad for people who get tested for drugs where they work, because let's be honest, folks. Isn't it enough that you work there? Why do they have to ruin your weekend on top of it? Is any job that good to where you're out on a Friday night and your buddy goes, shh, shh, and you've got to go, oh, damn, I hate my job. I mean, is dental really worth that? And I think not only is drug testing unconstitutional, I think it's cheating. I mean, the way I figured, if you can't tell I'm high by looking at me, I win. I'm not going to pee anywhere except on your desk, Captain. I guess that'll be my notice as well. That's up to you. I'll tell you for sure, if you like being peed on, I'll be here early for work. Who wouldn't want to pee on their boss just once? Come on, be honest, folks. Now listen to me, I, uh, I think there are some jobs that you ought to be able to get high before you go. It should be in your understanding with your employer. Let's say you got to take a couple of tokes just to muster up the dignity to wear the stupid little hat all day. You should be able to get high. And if your boss says, are you high? Should we go, hell yes, I'm high. Look at me, hello, how are you? Remember the hats? Can you do your job hi? Hey, you know what? I can. Look, I got both baskets going the fry waiter here. I'm a genius. Look at me go. Why don't you get off my back? How would that be? I'm back here watching my dreams bubble away in fat, you ass. Why don't you go pester someone who works at a register? They need to talk to other people. Leave me the hell alone. Wait, don't go yet. Ha <laughs> Oh, don't go yet. Watch this. Woo. Rise her up. Need me, I'll be out back getting high so I can live with myself. My little hat and my green apron, you bastard. I got married about a year and a half ago. Oh, look at that. People are applauding. I was with my wife for eight years before I asked her to marry me. I lived with her for five. Now, when you've been with somebody eight years, before you ask them to marry you, it takes a little momentum out of the engagement. You know what I mean? Here's how I think I propose. I just got down on one knee and I said, so uh, you wanna break up or? <laughs> and I really thought, this is stupid. I really thought a couple of things. when I got engaged, there are two things that happen when you get engaged. You get all excited to give her the ring and you know, it's real emotional. And you give it to her and she cries. And a second later, you're like, damn, I could have had a car. You know? <laughs> but you gotta let that go. But I really thought that when I got engaged, I thought that when I put that ring on her finger that it would buy me a little time. This is not true. As soon as the ring goes on, it's like a switch. Rooms are being rented, bakers are called, there are musicians involved, and it's out of your hands, man. You might as well be on a dock waving goodbye to a boat. See ya! Yeah, I'll get the tux, I'll see you at the place. And if you think you're gonna have the wedding you wanna have, and your family's involved, forget it. We thought we were gonna get married on a mountain, at sunset, in Arizona her mother put the kibosh on that plan with one sentence Esther can't make it up the hill <laughs> there's always an Esther and she's not going up the hill <laughs> and I, and here's what I started thinking when you get engaged you start freaking out a little bit you really do and I started festering and you know, I started thinking god you know the number of people that will think you're a jerk if you break off an engagement grows exponentially as each day goes by <laughs> Like, let's say two weeks into it, you're like, I don't even like her, what am I doing? And you break it off. She'll think you're a jerk, her family, her friends, but you cut your losses there. And then I started thinking, what if I walked out on the altar? I mean, I wouldn't do it, but just to think about it makes you go, oh man, you know, which isn't a bad feeling for a second, you know. But it can happen. You know, I mean, you're already wasted when you're up there. That's why you have a a best man, just to hold you up, You, you know what I mean? You can smell tequila and the sweat on your upper lip, you know, the breasts of the stripper from the night before, (laughs) bouncing in your head like sugar plums. It would be so easy just for the guy to go, yeah, do you take this woman? You just go, you know what? I don't. (laughs) What an amazing moment that would be. Because at that moment, everyone you know would think you're a jerk. And you would be truly free. But what would you do then? What are you going to? Become a cowboy? What are you going to? Ride the high plains? Show up in a bar in Mexico in a few weeks? Going, yeah, I got a story. (laughs) Can I get a bath, a room, and a woman for this ring? (laughs) Take it easy. But I didn't do it. I got married and it's good. I just want to clear up a few things about marriage. It's not all about love. Nope. That's half of it, buddy, and you'll learn this as you get older. The other half is about that moment you have with yourself when you're looking in the mirror and you just go, oh, man, I'm going to compromise my dreams, get fat, sick, old, and die someday. I kind of want to have someone around for that. (laughs) You don't want to be 50 and fat, sitting in a one-room apartment by yourself going, look at me, I'm a fat failure. No, you kind of want to have someone there to go, it's okay, honey. Let's go get some frozen yogurt. <laughs> Cowboy. You're a very nice audience. I believe that to be true. Polite, anyways. The weird thing about, uh, about getting married is, do you, do you believe in ideal love? You're a woman, a lot of women do. Like perfect love, like the kind of love like Romeo and Juliet. Like the kind of love that would make you say things like, I would die for you, that's how much I love you. I would kill a man for you, that's how much I love you. Now I'm not saying that that kind of love doesn't exist, okay? But if it does, generally, it's only for a few days. Usually there's substance abuse involved. Someone is unemployed. And when it's over, you end up standing in front of an apartment building going, just give me my shirt! I'll leave, don't be a bitch, just give me my shirt! Juliet
2: All right, that was Pete Holmes and Mark Marin. Pete Holmes, of course, of the "You Made It Weird" podcast, and that is his bit about magic uh, from his album "Impregnated with Wonder," and of course his bit about being a fun dad. Uh, I I picked those bits because they made a huge impact on me when I was starting comedy. Um, they're they're very silly. They're they're a little regany uh, almost, and I I like that. I I thought that it was really fun. He has another bit about uh old like adults eating candy that I wanted to play, but it's it's more visual than than audio, but I suggest checking it out. I believe that's on his Conan as well. And that fun dad bit is one that I've heard him talk about how it changed his career because it's a bit that is self-defining and a lot of comics do a thing where they go I I look like if you crossed you know Ray Romano with a with a bat or something you know, and that's that's a way of defining yourself on stage, it looks wise and it gets a quick laugh. But something like Fun Dad, you're like, oh, that's a whole persona, and you can really run with that. And you can tell you see that in Pete's act a lot that he is he built it around Fun Dad. And there's a moment in Crashing where he's. Uh, I think he's dating someone in it, and they point out that he's got like a fun dad sense of humor, and you see it turn his whole thing around. Like he he now has a way of framing himself on stage, and having a framing of your character is everything. It's if you can do that, that's what makes people, you know, superstars. People, it, it gives people huge careers. If you can put somebody in context immediately on stage, it, it really helps. And a guy like Pete, who's like a big, you know, goofy guy or whatever. If he doesn't have that defining, he's just going up doing bits, you're kind of like, where's the, what's this guy about? I don't totally understand. And then when he frames himself like that, you go, oh, I know exactly who this guy is on stage, yeah. at least. I know who his character is. And that magic bit is just one of my favorite bits of all time. He does, uh, he has a lot of bits that I call, I like to think of them as like playground bits where it's. It's you just have the premise and you can kind of keep going. And that's his thing where he's eating a candy necklace, this candy bit. It's just him. He just keeps coming up with more examples and like getting to play with a character. And I love bits like that where you can just say the premise and keep plugging in lines until the audience gets very tired of it. I I ended my half hour with a a bit kind of like that where I... I can do it as long or short as I want, uh, based on how I'm feeling, and it's <clears throat> it's it's really nice to have bits like that in your act. But this magic bit is right up my alley uh, because I love weird noises. I love yelling. It's it's a weird thing, but I think comedy being yelled, if it's it, it obviously has to be funny, but uh, when it is funny and you're yelling, it is truly my button. Like it it. It makes me laugh uh, all day, but just screaming magic and the the weird concept <laughs> of that bit uh, really really tickled me. Um, Coach, what do you think of the uh, of those clips? Pete Holmes is
3: is he's, he's a very beloved comic. You guys love this guy, so when whenever I see a comic like I you know I've been around Pete, we've done a couple shows that I've been on and he's been on. Um, and I just see the respect and reverence that everybody has for him, and I'm like, Okay, that makes me want to pay attention to his act because sure he's a boring I mean, white guy, and that doesn't really pop to me so I, <laughs> I pay, <laughs> I pay yeah.
2: attention when it, but he has so much respect, so it makes me you know exactly he's definitely artwork. got some uh some killer material and um that and his podcast meant a lot to me coming up i don't I don't really listen to a ton of comedy podcasts anymore, but as a Formative comedian, I always say this. I'm so jealous of people who get to start with such a wealth of information out there. Uh, we should get to uh, a couple of these emails we got yeah, here. I, I got like a you joke got to for us. About. Well, so first off, I did play Pete Holmes because of a message I got, and I was I spent ten minutes digging this up because I found out it was on my Instagram. It wasn't an email, but I got this message from Jeffrey Cotton. He says, uh, hey, man, can we get some Pete Holmes on up on the pod soon? I don't think you guys have played him once. And I, I said I would. And then he said, fucking sweet. I saw his new set at Zanies right before the whole COVID thing, and it was really good. And when you play him, you should do him alongside someone like Jim Jeffries for the sake of how raunchy he is. Well, I didn't do that, all right? <laughs> I didn't do that. I went with my own method, which is, again, uh, Mark Maron which it is funny because uh Maron is like a way darker pete like because they have when when Pete Olm started his show there was a big joke that he was just doing uh wtf and they he, he Maron says that on you made it weird and it's it's a really funny moment again i I suggest going back and listening because there's some really great old interviews in there um hmm. we also have an email we have a joke detective to get to Oh my goodness I thought I was done <laughs> oh, no. I thought it was over they But on, the, on a rainy night <laughs> Through the mist I see a glow of a, a lantern In my window And uh, <laughs> a, a weary traveler Is banging on my door To come in from the rain And I let him in <laughs> And I say look You can dry up, but you got to get the hell out of here soon. I'm on my way home to my wife and kids. And he goes, no, you don't understand. I came here for a reason. (laughs) I need you, the joke detective. (laughs) Your set of skills is the only thing that can help me now. And I said, God damn it. (laughs) What do you got? Okay, and so here we go. Isaac Escobar, he says... I hate emailing shows. You got me, you rascal. That's what he said? (laughs) He said, you got me, you rascal. I love that. (laughs) Rascal's a great... uh, I really love rascal as a a thing to call somebody. He says, I really want to know this bit because my cousin was going to the DMV. And the bit is, someone was at the DMV and compared it to walking into a scene from Star Wars. End bit. That, that's a lot of information. That's a good amount of information. That's enough that I think we can do this. I this is, this is a solvable joke, detective. I think it is. It's much better than the one we got last week that was didn't make any sense So that I didn't yeah. read. So if you're going to send them in, give me at least this much information. Um, this is good. DMV and Star Wars. I have a guess. I don't know, because I, I just read this one five minutes before we started recording. I didn't do any research myself, and I... I'm going to look into it, but I'm going to allow you, the listener, to help me out here. That sounds to me like a Patton Oswalt joke. Mm. Uh, That sounds right up Patton Oswalt's uh, lane, like right up his alley. Or, similarly, possibly a Brian Posehn bit. Um, Those are my guesses. Those are my hunches. That's what I'm leaning towards right now. I'm going to look it up after the show and see if I'm right, but that's my guess for now. If you have the answer to this, send it in to suttpod at gmail.com. That's Pod at gmail.com. And if you have joke detectives of your own, if you need the services of a joke detective, send your bits in that you need help with. I actually have a reverse joke detective for people this week of my own. I've been driving yeah. myself nuts This is something that happens in comedy where you'll have a thought and you go, did I think of that? Or is that a bit that I heard that I'm forgetting? And I've been racking my brain. I asked a bunch of my friends because I can't figure out if I've heard this before or if I thought of it. Because it's one of those thoughts I've had many times and it's possible that I'm like, oh, I remember seeing somebody do this great joke. Or it's possible that I just have had this thought five times and been like, oh, I should make a bit about this. And I can't remember. But I got a haircut uh, two weeks ago from someone we know on our on my roof. It wasn't, I didn't put anybody in danger or whatever, you know. You got to okay. preface every fucking thing now. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, anyway, so I get a haircut on the roof, and it's the first haircut I've gotten, you know, in a long, long time. Been five months. Um, I cut my own hair in L.A., but uh, yeah, first one I've gotten. No, first haircut I had gotten in eight months. I didn't get one before I went to L.A., So yeah, I hadn't gotten a haircut in like eight or nine months and I wasn't used to going and taking a shower and I put out, I squeezed out too much shampoo and the bit would be about what an idiot you feel like uh, when you squeeze out too much shampoo and you're like, now I have this giant gob of shampoo for my small hair. And what I can't, if you've heard a bit like that, please send it in to me. I've not seen it. I can't find it if somebody else did it, and uh, if not, it might be for Daddy, but I'm not so, going to do it. I'm not going to so, do it, but I just I uh, think I know no. a bit like that, and I can't remember it. So if you have one if you if you know of that joke being from someone, please send it in at suttpod at gmail.com because it's haunting me, you know. Uh, so, let me, so let me get this straight. You have an idea in your head,
3: and it's a hell of a bit, Tom. I'm gonna put it up well above a seven. You're getting into eight point one territory. Well, here's the thing. That's just the premise, baby. We could run with this. I think it's a great premise. It's gonna be dope. This sounds better than the Star Wars shit because I don't fuck with Star Wars. But uh, so you, you're not a hundred percent sure that that just came to your mind naturally. So you're asking our audience to to kind of vet to see if anybody else is out there. Yeah, and you could take it and you could do all your little nasty things to it. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I just I've I this has happened to me maybe once before where I'm just I can't remember if I thought of this or if it's if it's somebody else's which makes me scared and I don't want it, that makes me not want to do it. Uh I you know Tom, you want to th- be a, as original as possible in this game.
3: Tom, I think we should do it. As a matter of fact, next week I need to hear another step to this bit. <laughs> Cuz it sounds amazing. It has happened to me before. It's like, it's one thing when you're with your girl and you got a lady, right? You put too much lotion on your hand. And, yeah, and like, yeah. For, I Like, white listeners,
2: like, lotion is the shit you do to keep the white from showing up on your <laughs> skin. <laughs> like, you, may, you may not know what that is. I don't do you think mean? you should be condescending to our white <laughs> listeners, Coach. They know about lotion, Coach. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't know, I didn't know, I didn't know. Uh,
3: <laughs> I always find lotion in, like, Walmart next to the, the chicken and the do-rags,
2: so... <laughs> The thoughts of Coach are not affiliated with the show Stand Up before the Topic. To
3: so, so <laughs> I hope this makes it. This is hilarious. <laughs> but like, but like when, I, when i put too much lotion on you look for like yo like your girl like yo let me slice some of this lotion on sometimes mm-hmm. you like i'm already lotioned up this is weird not an option much. in the shower not no. an option in
2: the shower what do you no. do with that you just end up rinsing it down the thing although somebody i posted on facebook about it trying to see if somebody else knew of this bit as well uh and nobody did but my buddy was like all you gotta do is uh, squeeze the shampoo bottle and then suck it back up. And I was like, I'm not doing all that. <laughs> I don't need to do that. I, I've
3: tried that before, and I'm I'm always worried about water getting into the shampoo bottle and messing with
2: the mixture of the shampoo and the actual. Oh, uh, coach, that's some poor people shit. That's what I used to do all the time. That's how I you stretch out your shampoo. You yeah, got to put some water in there and dilute it, and then uh, you right. have double the shampoo. Uh, I can't do
3: that, man. I think those shampoo people work very hard on their on their balances of, of ingredients,
2: and I don't want to fuck with it. I'm no, I am already in the shower. It's too much. <laughs> it's too strong. Anyway, if you have joke detectives, like I said, s u t t pod at gmail.com, any of that good stuff. Uh, we got one more clip. Should we jump to it? Yeah, we 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 should jump to it. Okay, uh, let me see here. So, okay, this last clip I have for you guys today is just from a killer set, and I was actually at this taping. Uh, this is from Comedy Central Stand-Up Featuring, which I was uh, the first person to do. I, uh, my, my set on there is the first one that they they did of these, and it was from the same night as this last clip. Uh, and what's a little fun fact is if you watch this clip, you can see my girlfriend laughing really hard at Hannah. Uh, Who is who I'm about to play? I forgot about that, and I uh, saw I was watching the clip yesterday, and I was like, "Oh shit, that's my girlfriend!" Very strange uh, thing to see uh, when you're not expecting it. Um, But this is just a killer set. I highly suggest going to see the whole thing on uh, on YouTube, Comedy Central Stand Up YouTube page because it's just a solid set. The whole thing had me laugh, and I really really enjoyed it. But uh, I picked out a a tight little chunk from it, and uh, this is Hannah Dickinson.
6: I do. I have uh, body issues in that. I just, I don't know. I'm one of those people who's always on a diet but never on a diet, right? Just like a woman. And my friends call me out. They're like, yeah, the only way we know you're on a diet is because you're a bitch. And I'm like, yeah, but am I a bitch because I'm getting bitchier or am I a bitch because I'm getting hotter? Because, like, if a girl's mean to you and she's hot, you're like, yo, that girl's a bitch. But like, if a girl's mean to you and she's ugly, you're like, she had a hard life. (laughs) Just give it to her. My other friend told me, she's gave me an even more unrealistic diet. Um, She told me to give up dairy. She was like, you have to give it up. It changed my life. (laughs) I was like, yeah, I know you were way more fun when you were bulimic. (laughs) Like who needs hair? (laughs) Uh, where the set is going, you know? Uh, I tried giving up dairy. I did it for two days. And then I found out Froyo was dairy. What? <laughs> I was just like hoping it was chemicals. And um, within those two days, I found out I'm lactose intolerant, which is disgusting because I also have a deviated septum. So I snore very loudly. So at night, I'm truly just this one man band, you know, just blowing out all holes. And I looked online to figure out natural remedies to stop snoring, and it said, lose weight and stop drinking. I was like, surgery it is. (laughs) Uh, And I told my mom, I was like, look, I need to get the surgery before I get off your insurance. Everybody tells me I snore. And my mom was like, who's everybody? (laughs) I was like, I don't know (laughs) their names, so. (laughs) I should give up drinking, I'm trying to. I went to the doctor recently and asked me how many drinks I have per week, and I said 15. And he said, holy shit, that is so bad for you, you're gonna need to cut that in half. I was like, oh, well that sucks, because I literally just did. (laughs)
4: It's
6: not looking good. (laughs)
2: All right, that was Hannah Dickinson from Comedy Central Stand-Up Featuring. Again, you can see that whole set on Comedy Central Stand-Up YouTube page where you can see all kinds of good shit, like full hour specials uh, from comics that you'd normally have to pay a buttload to see on your TV. Now you can see them for free on Comedy Central Stand-Up YouTube page. And if you like the show today, just like Netflix has their algorithm, this is the Tom Tikarger rhythm. If you like Pete Holmes, I recommend Jeff Sheen, a big, silly, uh, goofball of a guy. And if you like Mark Marin, I think you should check out uh, the very dry and dark Rachel McCartney, uh, one of my favorite joke writers. And uh, like I said, S U T T pod at gmail.com for any questions, comments, concerns, all that good stuff. Uh, joke detective, everything. And uh, if you want to follow me and Coach T, uh, coach is at, at Coach uh, at coach T, T-E-A, I think underscore T A. Is that right, Coach?
3: Yeah, that's right.
2: There we go. And I'm at Tom Ticards, T-O-M-T-H-A-K-K-A-R. And like, subscribe, share, all that good stuff. If you like the show, show a friend. Let's spread this thing out, man. Let's make this thing big. Uh, all right, that'll do it for this week. Thanks for listening. On behalf of Coach T, uh, we'll see you next time on the podcast.